Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5, and I'll meet me at verse 4, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And the elder John says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Verse 5 says, Who is he who overcomes the world? but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Over the last several weeks, we have been talking about this overcoming power, which is called faith. Faith gives us the ability to overcome anything that the world throws our way. Uh, Faith will supersede and declare us victorious over any obstacle, over any adversity, and over any problems that we can face here in the earth. It is our faith. And John tells us that whatever is born of God or whatever is born again, or you could say whatever is born from above, uh, correctly, we should say whoever is born of God or whoever is born from above or is a child of God has faith residing on the inside of them, and this faith has the ability to supersede and overcome anything that we are going through. Matter of fact, in John chapter 3, verse 3, John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus is quoted here talking to Nicodemus, saying, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So unless you are born again, You can't even see this kingdom of God. Understand the kingdom of God is an invisible kingdom in the unseen realm. This kingdom cannot be seen unless you are born of God and unless you possess faith. Faith is the currency which operates in the kingdom. Faith is what allows us to access grace, everything that God has provided for us in Christ Jesus. Faith is what pulls it down from or in the unseen realm into the seen realm, it's going to take faith. This is why faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is what causes us to supersede, overcome, and be declared victorious over anything that we go through. It is faith in God. And it is faith that will allow us to go through any obstacle, any storm, any circumstance, any situation, and come out of it on top. Faith in God is what allows us to do that. Now, faith does not stop problems all the time. It can stop some problems, but it doesn't stop all problems. Uh, You're going to have problems. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going you're gonna to feel some suffering and some distress and some squeezing and some squashing and some pressure. You're going to feel that in this world. But be of good cheer, Jesus said in John 16.33, I've overcome the world or I have given you the power to overcome anything that the world can throw your way. And that victorious power and ability that we have is faith in God. Somebody say faith in God. Say it again, faith in God. Don't don't underestimate or undervalue the importance of having faith in God. Faith we defined as, and I want to share it with you. We I wrote this down, and uh, I want to I want to share this with you of how we defined faith. 
And we said here that faith is belief, trust, confidence, rest. Faith works by love. It comes by hearing. It pleases God. It walks. It talks. It overcomes the world. It is the foundation of hope. The just shall live by it. We are saved by it. We are healed by it. We access grace by it. It begins where the will of God is known. It ends only at the desired result. It doesn't doubt God. It doesn't fear the devil. It doesn't draw back from a fight. It doesn't waver at the promise. What are we talking about? Okay, only two people. I said all of that and only two people know what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Faith. Faith. Faith in God is very, very powerful. And faith in God is belief, trust, it's assurance, it's a title deed, it's, it's holding on to what God has said. We know in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we hear the word of God and we hear the word of God and we hear the word of God, faith always comes by hearing the word of God. It increases our capacity to overcome circumstances when we understand that faith comes by hearing the word of God. And we recognize that in 2 Corinthians, I believe it's uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So we understand that faith is action, that we're going to have to walk by faith one step at a time, not by our five physical senses, what we see with our, our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth, or what we hear. That's not how we walk. We walk by faith. We walk by what the word of God says. We walk by what we believe. We walk by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We understand that. If we want to please God, it's going to take faith in order to bring him pleasure. Faith is a powerful word, and we're going to be talking about faith over the next several weeks, but I want you to understand today that faith has the ability to move mountains. Faith has the ability to move mountains. And we look here in Mark chapter 11 and verse 12. Let's tell this story here of Jesus. Mark chapter 11, verse 12, we see it says, Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. So the fig tree should have had something on it because it had leaves. There was, it, there was evidence that it might have figs on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. So this tree is tricking him. Should have been figs because it had leaves. It didn't have any figs on it. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now pause and look at me. The fig tree can't talk, but Jesus responded to the fig tree. So the tr the, Jesus heard something. How many have ever heard something talk to you? I've heard my wallet talk to me and say, you, ain't, you, ain't, you can't get that today. I, I've heard the computer talk to me saying, I ain't coming on today. My car used to talk to me. We ain't starting today. These things, these objects talk to us. You don't need natural ears to hear these objects speak to us. And so Jesus heard the objects talking to him and he responded and said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Now let's go to verse 20. Mark 11, I believe, verse 20, uh, 22. Let's go to 22. Let's go to Mark 11, 22. I'll talk about verse 20. Basically, the disciples are with Jesus. They're walking back with him. 
and that whatever it is, now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up the roots, him and the disciples. Verse 21, Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. Now look at verse 22. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Say those four words with me. Have faith in God. Say it one more time. Have faith in God. Jesus responded, have faith in God. Verse 23. Then he says, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Look at verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Very, very important passage of scripture, and I want to take time today to touch on it. Back up to verse 23, and we find Jesus saying here in verse 23, whoever says to this mountain. Now, I want to talk about this mountain because I believe Jesus was literally talking about a mountain, but in this passage, I believe we're to read it figuratively in regards to the mountains that occur in our lives. There are mountains that occur in our lives, insurmountable issues and problems that are large and they're big in our lives. And everyone will go through something. Everyone will have a mountain in their life. And Jesus said to his disciples here, whoever says to this mountain. Now, religion teaches us that God is going to speak to the mountain. But if we read the verse, literally, it says Jesus is saying, whoever says to the mountain, not God is going to move the mountain, you move the mountain. Now, listen to this. This is so very important. Many people are waiting on God to move it. And God is Jesus is saying, whoever says to this mountain, literally, Jesus is saying, whoever can have whatsoever they say. Whoever can have whatsoever, they say. Now, the mountain, it could be a mountain of debt. It could be a mountain of burden. It could be a mountain of, of you know, um, disease. It could be a mountain of sickness. Uh, it could be a mountain of uh, bad relationships. It could be a mountain of a bad marriage. It could be a mountain of not relate, a good relationship with your, with your family. Whatever the mountain may be, understand that the mountain took some time to get there. Listen to me now. This is very important. The mountain took some time to get there. And it might take you time to move the mountain. You got to hear what I'm saying right now. It may take you some years to move the mountain. Many people think, I just said it one time, that mountain should move, and I'm going to keep it moving. No, no, no. It took years for the mountain to get there. It may take years for you to move the mountain. But the mountain can move. And if the mountain was supposed to be a part of your life, then Jesus would have never told you how to get rid of it. Oh, I'm preaching better than you shouting this morning. 
But if, the, if it was God's will for the mountain to be there, Jesus would have never told you how to move the mountain. And matter of fact, he is saying you can move this mountain. But what pastor wants you to know today, it may take some time to move. The mountain in your life may take years to move. And that's why you have to add patience with your faith. It's faith and patience that inherits the promise. But it's not, I said it one time and, and the mountain going, I'm, I'm going on to do something else. No, 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 no. It might take some time for that mountain to move because it took time for that mountain to, to, to grow. So it may take some time for it to move. But you need to know this this morning, that your mountain needs to hear your voice. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. So very important because if I can get somebody to, if I can get pastor just to, to speak to my mountain, I can speak to your mountain, but your mountain needs to hear your voice speak to the mountain. If I can just get some God that I think is just so anointed to, to speak to that and get rid of that for me, you know what? That could take place, but the mountain needs to be heard from you and your mouth needs to hear your voice because your voice has what it takes to move that mountain in your life. And this is why it's so very important that you are speaking the word of God. This is why it's so very important that you are saying, move mountain. This is why it's very important that you are declaring, move mountain. It's why it's very important that you are holding on and you're commanding things to be moved in the name of Jesus. Now, I have to say this, and you have to get this. Please get what I'm about to say. Faith does not deny the existence of a thing. Faith denies its right to exist. Let me say this again. Faith does not deny the existence of a thing. Or faith, in other words, faith doesn't deny facts. But faith denies its right to exist. So, for example, if someone says, you, you have diabetes. A doctor says, we've ran reports and there is diabetes in your body. You can't simply just say, well, I, I don't have that. That's, that's not faith. That's denial. Well, I don't have that. Or the doctors don't know what they're talking about. Or I just, I just, that's not in my body. Well, doctors can be wrong, yes. But if there's reports being run and things going on and they say, man, diabetes is what you have. You can't deny, faith doesn't deny the existence of it. But faith does deny its right to exist in your body. And what you then do is you, be, you get your scriptures together and you say, Jesus healed them all. And by his stripes, I'm healed. And, and, and under his wings, I shall take refuge and, and healing is under his wings. And, and you get your verses together and you, you begin to release your faith against this diabetes report. And if you're fully convinced, it would cause you to act. If you're fully convinced, and this is what belief is all about. This is what believing is all about. I am fully persuaded. I am fully convinced. 
This is what belief is. I am persuaded and convinced. And if you're persuaded and convinced, then you will act on what you're persuaded and convinced by. I, I want to use Nate as, as an example. Nate, when I first met Nate, Nate told me that he had diabetes. He's believing God to get rid of diabetes. You know, praise God, he's believing God to get rid of diabetes. His faith started getting into motion when he started acting on what he believed. And what did he do when he started acting? He started changing his diet. Come on, somebody. He started changing his diet. Now, I believe that the Lord desires for me to be healed. I believe that. So now I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to exercise. He used to talk the talk, which is the easy part. Talking the talk is very easy. You got that out the way, right? Let me talk about it. That's the easy part. Now I'm going to have to act on what I believe. So then he started working out and he started working out and he started sweating. And then he dropped 25, 30 pounds. Praise the Lord. As a, as a over 45 year old man, which is not easy to do. And he goes back to the doctor and the doctor says, uh, looks like you may not have to take insulin anymore. Hallelujah. He acted on what he believed. That's what faith is. He didn't say, well, I don't have diabetes. That doctor don't know what he's talking about. I don't have diabetes. You'll die like that. You'll die. You have to embrace it. Okay, here's the bad news. I got some bad news. Here it is. Now, where are my verses and where's my action? Because, listen, let me, let me tell you something. You need to hear this too. You got to give God something to work with. People don't, people don't, people don't like that. This God's going to do it all while you sit up, eat some Doritos and Oreos and God's got this and I'm just going to lay up in the bed somewhere. No, you got to give God something to work with. And this is what movement is all about. Movement is what gives God something to work with. I'm going to move in the direction that I am fully convinced and I believe that God has said this. I'm going to move in that direction. And then when you move, God is working while you're moving. I mean, is it easier to steer a car moving or the one that's parked? What's easier to steer a car? Moving. I mean, it's easier to turn left when you're moving. But that car sitting in park, it's hard to get those wheels to go left. Give God something to work with. This is what action is all about. And so you say to the mountain, we got to speak. We have to talk about it. There's power in talking about it. And I may talk about that next week. We got to talk about it, but it requires action. Let's put that back on the screen if you don't mind, Colleen. Be removed. We got to speak to it. Be cast into the sea. Watch this. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes. I want to pause there for a second. Doesn't doubt, but believes. More, I used to teach this verse. And it's still true, but I, I've, I've gained some deeper understanding. I used to say, in this verse, it says three times that you're to say it and only one time believe it. And you're to say it three times more than you believe. And everybody would shout and we say, hallelujah. And that's right. If I could just say it, if I can just say it, if I can just say it. And I do believe in speaking the word and saying the word. I wake up and I, I declare the word. I have confessions and I declare the word. I believe in speaking the word and saying the word. But we've, we've belittled this part, believe in your heart. We've, we've, we've kind of said, well, you know, yeah, I believe. And we say we believe because we say we say we believe. 
But do you really believe? And, and here's the question the Lord asked me. Are you fully persuaded or convinced that God will do it? Not God can do it. Are you convinced that God will do it for me? Not God can do it. Uh, I think a lot of people are convinced that God can do it, but they're not convinced that God will do it. And he will do it for me. Remember Mark chapter 2, the leper showed up at Jesus and he said, Lord, I know you're able to heal me, but are you willing? Listen, listen to his question. I know you're able, I know you can do it, but I don't know if you will do it. That's where the doubt was. Will he do it for me? This is where the doubt lies. This is the area that I want us to focus on a little bit today because in the past, I've focused on the, I've focused on the speaking side of this, which is great. Oh, say it a hundred times and come on, right? say it, say it. That's great. We need to say it. But I've come to find out that people don't really believe it. They don't really believe in their heart. They're not fully convinced in their heart that God will do that for me. Not convinced. Not convinced. I'll share this personal story. Uh, a pastor, I talked to a lot of pastors. A pastor friend of mine, this was several years ago. Pastor friend of mine um, told me that, man, bless God, God blessed us. And I'm only sharing this story for an example. Man, God blessed us with a $25,000 check. We've got a check. A man wrote a $25,000 check, and, and God blessed us. We were able to do this, that, this, and that, and the other. And I sat back. I said, praise God. I praise God with him. And when I got done, I said, man, I, I believe God's going to do that for me. And the Lord said, do you believe that? I said, yeah, I believe it. He said, do you? He said, can you see yourself receiving a $25,000 check into the ministry? And at the time, I couldn't. Be honest. Can you see? This is what it means to be fully persuaded and convinced. I can imagine it. I, 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 there's a scenario going on on the inside of me that I see it happening. I had to start developing my faith to the point that I, I could start seeing it. And I started, I, and I started seeing it. I, like, I can see that someone wants to bless our ministry with a five-figure check. Bless God, we've never received a five-figure check. At that time, someone wants to bless our ministry with a five-figure check. And I started saying it. And when I started saying it, I started seeing it. Listen to me. I started seeing it happen. I started envisioning it. I started imagining it. When I closed my eyes, I started seeing it. God wants to do this for me. I started seeing it and imagining it and seeing it and imagining it. And it wasn't long after someone walked up to me and gave me an envelope. It was an $11,000 check in there for the ministry. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Listen, I had to develop it. And then guess what? That, ain't, that was just the first. There's been many five-figure checks after that coming into the ministry because I had to 
take that and really see some our ministry valuable enough that someone would donate that kind of money and say, get the work done. Are you listening to me? Jeremy, my friend Jeremy, you know, Jeremy Pearson's a pastor in, in Colorado, so on and so forth. He came to our church and he prophesied over me. Some of y'all may remember this, that people would give millions into this ministry. Man, I, I had to, I mean, I was sitting there like, whoo, I, I can't really, I, somebody gonna write a million dollar check? Oh, gosh, what? That was over my head. I could say, I believe it, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it, I believe it, I believe it. And then you really find out you don't believe it. You're just saying something. You got to work on the believing. So I started developing on the inside. I started reading scriptures of abundance and more than enough. And I started looking at what we're doing is valuable and it's worthy of someone saying, you know what, I want to write a million dollars to that. And I started developing. Are you listening to me today? I started developing on the inside. Just me. I didn't, I didn't get on the microphone. It's just me. Developing with the word, developing and start seeing it. And then I started listening to, to him declare that over me. And I started listening to it and I had it transcribed. And I started reading it and reading it and reading it and believing God and said, this is going to happen. One day this is going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. I can see it happening now. Work on it until you can start seeing it happen. This is where believing in the heart is all about. It says... It says in that verse, put it on the screen again, Colleen. It says, for those that will not doubt in their heart, but believes. Now watch what you have to believe. You have to believe those things you say. This is where lying can get you in trouble. If you're a liar, you need to stop right now. I'm, I'm working. You know how kids sometimes get the line? How many of you know your kids get the line sometimes? We, we, have to, woo, we have to nip that in the bud. Because that's, there, there's nothing more like the devil than lying. And there's nothing more like not getting your faith to work than when you're lying. Because if you're lying, you can't even really believe what you're saying. And this verse says, I have to believe what I'm saying. Oh, I'm a good looking man. You got to believe that. I'm a good looking woman. I'm a beautiful woman. You got to look in the mirror. You got to start believing that. I don't care what they say. I'm a beautiful woman of God. Well, not you, Drew, but praise God. You're a man of God. <laughs> You got to start believing it. Like, I, I'm, I believe I'm a good looking man. I'm a good looking one. I, be, I believe that I'm, I'm full of wisdom. I can see myself coming up with creative ideas and, and, and situations and inventions. I can see it. I, I believe that God wants to share secrets with me. And, and, and I believe that he's going to do it. And then start seeing yourself. When you close your eyes, start seeing it happen. This this is the work of believing. Yes, we like to throw out believe. Oh, I believe. Do you believe? I believe that. We like to throw that out. I think Thomas and I were at a meeting one time and a minister was up and he said, you know, I want y'all to, uh, uh, you know, get your seed in your hand. I want you to believe God for the heart. Whatever that harvest is, believe. He said, now shout out that number. And, you know, some people shout out a couple thousand dollars. Somebody said, eight million. And. The minister stopped and paused and said, brother, you ain't believing for no $8 million. You can't see yourself receiving an $8 million check right now. I mean, he really went off on this guy. He said, you better have a big seed to give, and your faith has to be developed. I mean, he went off on the guy, and finally the guy kind of shrunk back. No, no, we're not, I'm not talking about playing games. I'm talking about getting your heart to the point 
where you can see it happening. And then when you can really see it happening, when you start saying it, then there's power behind what you're saying. But I've taught it. Just say it. It's more than that. We're going to have to see it. You're going to have to, your faith is going to have to be developed to the point that you start seeing it on the inside. And you start seeing it take place. And when you begin to see it and then you say it, things are in motion. Things are in motion. Things are in motion. Things are in motion. When you start saying it, then it's on its way. When you start saying it, then you're going to see the manifestation. When you start saying it at that point, things are working in the unseen realm. Things are working. Things are working. In this passage of scripture, Jesus spoke to the fig tree. The fig tree was dried up from the roots. When he said it, the, the, the power, because he believed what he was saying. The power started working underneath the surface first, the places where you can't see yet. This is why don't give up. This is why the devil wants you to, to stay in your five physical senses. He wants you to stay here because you, you, you're, you're going to be motivated and moved by what you can see, touch, taste, smell, or hear. And the, he, if you can stay here, then you'll quit. It's not working. It, it doesn't work if you stay here. But if you can get your eyes into the unseen realm, and begin to say, I see it on the inside. There's an image, there's a blueprint that I've developed with the word of God on the inside. Now I'm saying some things and I'm saying what I see, not to convince me. Don't say it to me. You're saying it to yourself. You're saying it out loud in the car. You're saying it in your office. You're saying it on your porch. You're saying those things that you can see. Somebody, listen, I got married because I called Stacy in. I started saying, wife, come to me now in the name of Jesus. Now, I had to, listen, call, oh, well, I'm just going to wait for, for her to come. No, you better call her in. You better call him in. Be, listen, I'm calling him in. Now, now, I started seeing myself married. I, when we had our first kid, I started seeing it. I was nervous, <laughs> but I started seeing it. You know what? We can do this because God's going to take care of us. Many of you know when I, when I left my six-figure paying job to go into the ministry, I had to develop years of developing that God's going to take care of me. Like, he's literally going to take care of me. Don't do that unless you can start seeing it first on the inside. See it first on the inside. See it first. Then when you see it first, and then you'll start believing what you're saying. Scripture says here, you will have what you say. Jesus, Jesus said this. Uh, Buddha didn't say this. New Age movement. Tom Cruise didn't say this. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said that you can speak to your problems. Some of you need to start just envisioning those problems being gone. Like, I'm not dealing with this money pressure anymore. I'm not dealing with this lack of job anymore. I'm seeing myself employed. I, I, when I close my eyes, I'm employed. Instead of when I close my eyes, I'm broke, busted, disgusted, laid up on the street, homeless somewhere. That's what the devil tries to tell you, right? Well, you know what? You ain't going to work. You're going to be homeless, dead, broke, busted, disgusted. Your kid's going to be dead. And, and, you know, no, no, close your eyes and say, no, I see prosperity. I see increase. I see advancement. I see it. You develop it on the side. Then you begin to say it. And that mountain is moving. You may not see it moving, but it's moving. 
It's like my kid, Zayvon, we measured him the other day. And, and, and he, he got a little taller because he was 4'6". Now he's 4'8", you know. He was a little taller. He was really excited about that. Did I see him grow those two inches? Never saw it. But it was, he, he was moving up. That mountain's moving. It's moving. And one day, it's going to be gone. Hallelujah. It's going to be gone. But you're not waiting on God. God's already given you the bag of seed. This Bible is the bag of seed to plant in your heart. And you develop it and let it grow to the point where now you can see it happening on the inside and then it will manifest on the outside. A friend of mine gave me this magazine and it was a magazine of nice like places to go on vacation. Really, really, really nice. I mean, the gathers went to Tahiti. That's where y'all went. Yeah, even nicer than Tahiti. We're going to go there too one day, but it was nice. And I started looking through the magazine. He said, and he said, I give you this magazine so you can see yourself at these vacation spots. And initially, can I be honest with you? Initially, I was struggling seeing myself there. It was a struggle to even see myself sitting by that beach and all that. And then I just started looking. I just kept looking. I kept looking. Then I said, babe, I can see us sitting right by this one. I can see it. I had to develop it on the inside. Then you begin to say it. And sometimes saying it can develop the image of seeing it. That's why you have to start saying it because it can develop an image. But that's not the end all be all. The end all be all is enlarging the capacity of your heart to receive more from God. Now listen to this. Jesus did not say you shall have whatsoever you think. He said, you shall have whatsoever you say. This is important. He didn't say you're going to have whatever you think. This is why the element of speaking it out is what gives the creative power to take place. God's a speaking spirit. You and I are speaking spirit. When God speaks, things happen. Guess what? When you speak, things happen in your own sphere of influence. So he didn't say whatever you think. So yes, I have to develop on the inside and enlarge my capacity to receive more and see that mountain moved and dissolved and gone. But it's not what I think, it's what I say. What are you saying? That's the question. What are you saying? Are you saying, I'm always going to be dealing with this pain in my body? Are you saying, I'm always going to have issues in my marriage? The Lord got on me about this, and some of you need to hear this. He got on me about this. Uh, people, you know, people love to say all the time, well, there ain't, no, there ain't no perfect marriage. And that might be a fact. There ain't no perfect marriage, right? Why can't I have a really good perfect marriage? Huh? Why can't I, why can't I, why can't I say that? My marriage is good. You know what? My marriage is perfect, by the way. Yeah, it's a perfect marriage. Right? Why not? Why not? I mean, scripturally speaking, Jesus talks about how to make it right. If something's wrong, this is how you make it right. Why can't we make it right? Well, you know, there ain't no good marriage. I used to say, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not a perfect marriage. The Lord said, well, stop saying that. Why not? I went, my, I went through a season a, a few years ago where, man, my, my, my microwave stopped working, my, <laughs> my furnace stopped working, my, my battery in my car. All this happened all at one time. We had two trans, both our cars, both transmissions went out within a six-week period of time. 
I mean, all this all happened at one time. I'm like, what in the world's going on? Now, all this stuff is equipment, okay? Equipment fails. It wasn't no curse on my life or nothing like that. Equipment, equipment fails. And all this was going on. I walked into the, uh, the advanced auto store. And, then, and I said, man, I need a new battery. He said, oh, he's going on your car because my battery went out in transmission. I said, yeah. And I said out of my mouth, when it rains, it pours. I have never said that in my life. He said, yep, yep, when it rains, it pours. I said, yep, it does. And the Lord arrested me right then and said, you will have what you say. I said, man, I told the man, I said, no, man, no, 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 not when it rains, it pours. I said, I'm, I thank God I got the money to pay for all of this stuff that's happening here. Praise God. And, and I'm going to get this battery. We're going to get it worked out. And, and, you know, batteries go out, man. Sometimes that's just what happens and stuff happens. And, and I had to change what I was saying, but I recognized on the inside, I felt like when it rains, it pours. So I had to change that. You had to develop like, no, you can go through a season, but I'm going to say what the word of God says, and I'm going to develop in my heart what I see on the inside, and I'm going to say what I see. Despite what I feel, despite how I feel, I'm going to say what I see on the inside. Let the weak say what? I'm strong. So the Bible's telling us, don't say I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm weak. You start saying I'm strong. Let the poor say what? I'm rich. I'm rich. This is what we're to be saying. I'm rich. Well, hey, when I sit down and balance the, do the checkbook and it looked like we only got about $6 left maybe in there, we might. Hey, I'm supposed to look at that and say, I am rich. Amen. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, if you got $6 left over, you got, guess what? More than enough. Come on, somebody. We're, we're, to, we're to say the opposite of what we feel. This is not lying. This is actually releasing your faith. Now, with that being said, we are not to walk around this earth alone without relationships and without people. I need to say this before I wrap up. We are to walk around this earth with relationships. If you have a sickness in your body, you need to tell somebody. You don't walk around and, and make people think that you're, you're, you know, everything's all right. Tell a friend. You know, I didn't say tell everybody, but tell somebody like, listen, I got a bad doctor's report and I want to tell you to come in agreement with me because we're going to walk this out together. You tell somebody. If you are, if you are going home today and you don't have food at your house. I'm walking by faith. No, no, you need to tell somebody. Say, Brother Ken, I don't have any food at the house. I mean, is there something you can do for me? Whatever the case may be, don't walk around here fighting battles by yourself. That's not faith. That's not faith. Faith fights battles together. We do it together. We fight them together. And you don't have to tell everybody, but please tell somebody that you trust. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We fight them together. There were several years ago, I got really sick in my body, and I didn't make an announcement to church. I don't, you know, you know, I don't make church-wide announcements where that's concerned, but there are certain people that I, I have to let them know, listen, 
We're going through a battle. I need, I need you to agree with me and pray. We had a, I had a, a group of people that said, man, we're praying for you. We're with you. They're calling me every day. Let me know. Hey, we're with you. Yeah, the Lord says this, and, and I got you. And you, don't, you, don't, you know what? Everything you're praying about, you just let me pray about everything you pray. You know, people battling with you, releasing their faith together with you, moving mountains together with you. These are people that you need in your life. And, and uh, you remember when the man in the roof that got lowered down in the roof, he had four good friends that were with him that said, I got to get you to Jesus. Don't do it alone. Faith doesn't do projects alone. Get someone else involved with it. Believe God with me. What are you believing for? I'm believing God for this. I'm going to believe with you. And we're going to do this together, praise the Lord. Amen. Say, my faith in God moves mountains. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you. And remember to love, learn, live, and lead.